Okay, we're back with another episode of JB's Driving Podcasts. Um, unlike this is our first, our first uh, episode where we have a special guest in the studio that nobody in India or or Spain's been a big listener of us this past week. Brazil, no, but you've heard on the podcast, and that would be um, Man of the Hour, Scott Schaefer. Yeah, he was he was widely talked. See, about you just wait before, did you notice that? He widely before, talked about no, last no, no, week. No, 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 no. I just want to point something out, because right before we got on air, someone yeah. was complaining about me interrupting somebody, and as Scott's putting the microphone up to his mouth, you instantly interrupt him. Yeah, but him. you just, just said you, you probably never heard of him because of last week. We talked about him all last week. No, you did. Yeah, you did. I, I think I've been mentioned a couple of times on the show. but uh, Yes, welcome Scott thank, Schaefer. Thank, thank you for having me here. It's great, great to be on. See how the the show is made, everything. You, yes. got, you got a pretty uh, fancy setup here. So, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's I, fancy. I didn't realize you built a professional studio in your house. Did you, did you like that? Yeah, it's a professional studio. Yeah. So yeah, that's why you hear all the echo and the tin and the kids in the background yeah, crying. Yeah, yeah. But they're not here today. So no, they're not. Not until a little bit later. And they're out with the mom, mom, and the, the the mother. Yeah. So welcome, Scott. Thank you. Uh, it's nice to have you. Um, so now that I, I, we can have the direct insults instead of getting them <laughs> secondary through Twitter, you know, and you're not even brave enough to say it on Twitter. You have to direct message people. Wow. What the fuck is that about? <laughs> wow. What, what happened? <laughs> I've, Paul I've, came loaded. And I've, he did. I think there's been a lot more made up of that than... Uh, than uh, you know what wow. the reality is. So. Wow! I mean, for somebody who loves the goddamn Robin Hood song so much, I mean, Jesus Christ! No, dude. I don't know about that. But, <laughs> but you know, I'll, I'll I'll listen to your show and. and Does it? I'll, will you feel more comfortable if I? Everything I do, I do it for you. Yeah, I'll sit back here that, and just sing that, that the whole time. Yeah, no, nothing that about that you. makes me more comfortable. But <laughs> I, I swear to God, like he's jumping right in. He had this plan. It's this a goddamn was, show. And I had no idea it was going to happen. I mean, I, I, I was, have nothing planned. He was he texted me earlier this week and we had a conversation saying he was he was stressed out because he thought it was going to be a 2 on 1. I mean, that's the that's the God's honest truth and I was like, dude, it's not going to be like that. It's not going to be like that at all. If it devolves to that, that's that's something else. That's out of my I really hand. just don't like taking it both ends at the same time. That's That's all. your business. That's your business. Uh, but but no, so, I, I had so, no idea. So normally, you know, I'll listen to the show and I'll I'll text Jimmy sometimes as I'm listening to it, and just most things I say are pretty complimentary. But uh, you know, I'll needle him a little bit every now and then. But yeah, it's much better. Honestly, m- much of the time, you know, I'm I'm telling him you guys are arguing about something, and I'm telling him Paul's right on this. Uh, no, nah, that's exactly I, so, what happens. I so. well, I definitely wasn't right in the last <laughs> episode. The last episode was just a clusterfuck of <laughs> beyond. <laughs> <laughs> Any recognition? <laughs> it was just ridiculous. Everything that came out of my mouth was wrong last week. <laughs> so it, it was I mean, it is what fault. it is. You know how you get yourself so screwed up in the mind that you just can't think think right. Yeah. He's a broken man, lad. I've never, I've never seen Paul like that, and I, I conveyed it to you on the tag. I've never I, I think seen. This, this, I think when we got into the last quarter of the show, I was done. Yeah, that's I was I, fucking done, that's, dude. That's why I stopped. Stopped with you because I real I looked over at you and I mean you looked like a you know like a I couldn't even concentrate on what the hell we were talking about anymore. I, you, couldn't. you couldn't. Well, I, I, you know I told Jimmy I've, I've I've never been a 
comic book guy. I never really got into comics, so I have no idea what you guys were talking about for half of that episode um, <clears throat> as far as whether... Well, I think the biggest problem X-Men was, were in the Infinity War or whatever you guys were Jimmy's a about. much, much bigger Marvel guy. Yeah. I'm a much bigger DC guy. Right. I love DC Comics. I've always loved it. Um, you know, Batman is my yeah, favorite. Yeah, I was, I was always a Batman guy. I'm not a huge guy. Superman guy, but I, right. I always loved the Batman. Right. Um, and then when it came to the other side, I liked Wolverine. I liked Spider-Man. But I wasn't big on... You know, I, and and to be perfectly honest, I'm not the only person that says the Avengers was a second secondary team. Right. Okay. That's clear. Who who else said it? I mean, I've heard him say it in interviews. I've heard Stan Lee say it. I've seen Stan right. Lee say that the Avengers was a secondary, that the Fantastic Four and the X Men were their primaries, and that the Avengers was a was a bunch of secondary characters that they threw together into a comic book. To sit there and and to, to make uh, them more important to make them more important on, together as a team. Own. That's the way the Avengers was created. That's what he said. Now maybe I misinterpreted it. Maybe I'm completely wrong, and I don't really care. It, it's it, it doesn't matter. I mean, is there anything else that we missed? Uh, there no, are no, no, a couple no, no, things no, no. I wanted not, to bring you're not, up. You're not railroading it like that. I'm not railroading uh, you just, you shit. Just said, you just said, is there anything else we're going to talk about? You didn't give me a chance to retort regarding the Avengers being a primary superhero group right now. Oh, right now is different than. When it was created, though, Jimmy, right now they are the primary team. Yes, they are. I mean, how many split? How many different versions of the Avengers are there at this point? It's like seventy. I mean, it's ridiculous. There's the new Avengers. There's the. Uh, I mean, there's all these different all right. Avengers teams, and okay. and it's fine. I understand where they fit into. You know today's Rubicon, but I'm talking about when they were originally created. I'm talking about when Iron Man came out. They st- I don't even know that they were... They were probably a primary team by the time the Iron Man came out. But they, they literally said when Iron Man came out that they chose Iron Man because he was a secondary character mm-hmm. that most comic book ca- people would not get that upset if they didn't get it right. Okay, what else did you want to talk about? Oh, you didn't have a... Yeah, well, I'm waiting for your retort. <laughs> your witty retort here. No, I'm saving. Holy mother of God. We haven't gotten to <laughs> okay, Raiders. So, we haven't gotten to Raiders yet. No, no, no. We'll get there in a second. <laughs> oh, we're going to get so to Raiders. So the only right. thing I wanted to point out, out of my stupidity, is that I did mention that Wolverine and Spider-Man went after Thanos for the Infinity Gauntlet, and I looked it up online. Wait, no, 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 no. You said that Wolverine was a secret weapon against... The, uh, yes. And you said the X-Men were the primary... Um, well, you said Thor was. Thor wasn't either. Adam Warlock was the one that ended up winning that battle. I said Thor was their secret weapon. That they thought that Thor was they going said, to be able to stop him, and yes. then Thor got his ass kicked. Yes, he did. But I'm saying that those words are right there in their comic book, right there. I can That's show you. That's wonderful. I don't care. My just, point was, was that I, I said. said that I because of... The comics that I read, I was not, an, I was, not, I didn't have Infinity Gauntlet. I didn't have a lot of money. I didn't have a wide range of comic books when I was a kid. L- wait till I get there. <laughs> My friend that lived up the street, Brian, mm-hmm. he was into, he was into comic books as well, okay. and he came from money. He had all the comics, okay. and I would go up and I'd read this one and read that one, but I never really consistently read anything over. 
time, mm-hmm. like over a long period of time, I would read this one and read that one. The only one I remembered was the one with Spider-Man and Wolverine going after Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet. That's okay. the only one I remembered. Okay. And I looked it up online, and it actually fucking happened. I'm not saying it didn't happen. So, I mean, that was, that's why I thought it was Wolverine. I did not know. And I admitted it openly last week. Okay. I told you that. Okay. Jesus Christ, I called it the power glove, for fuck's sake. I know you did. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I, my brain was not working at all last week. So anyway, I did get a list of people who wore the Infinity Gauntlet. Okay. Uh, and, and you were absolutely correct that uh, Mandarin was not one of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it was Shocking. Thi- okay, asshole. <laughs> did you, you didn't know any of these people wore it? Some of them I didn't know. No. I didn't okay, know. so Thanos, obviously, uh, the Black Panther, which oh. was weird. SJW uh, shit. Okay. Spider Man, uh, and that was when it was Spider Man, Wolverine, and Miss Marvel taking on Thanos. Okay. Hulk, Adam Warlock, the Magus. Magus is the opposite of Adam Warlock. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lockjaw, the stupid fucking dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, Captain America, Steve Rogers, Captain America. Mm-hmm. Thank you for clarifying that. Well, there's been multiple Captain Americas. Mm-hmm. Okay. Keep going. Am I wrong? I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just, just keep going. God, you're a douche. <laughs> Dr. Doom, Nebula, <laughs> Silver Surfer in a What If comic, Green, <laughs> Green Goblin in a What If comic. It's too easy. <laughs> Mr. Fantastic, Iron Man, Dark Side from DC Comics. I know you're about to go. Like, <laughs> huh? Who's who's Dark Side's made major uh, like heroic uh, counterpart? Who's Dark Side like uh, pattern after? I, I don't know. Okay. Oh, you mean because like Thanos? You, is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. He's pattern after Thanos. Oh, okay. I didn't know what you meant, but yeah, yeah Thanos yeah. on the Marvel side. Mm-hmm. Dark side is essentially the same character on the DC side. They stole it. I'm not saying they didn't. I don't know. I don't care. There's no part of me that gives a shit. I'm just reading a list to you. Keep going reading the list. Uh, That was during the crossover. Okay. But apparently when Darkseid had the Infinity Gauntlet, it didn't have any power. Because in the DC universe, Marvel items didn't have any power. They don't don't work. Right. (laughs) And the final one was Santa Claus. Because they had a Christmas episode, and Why not, right? Santa Claus found out that the reindeer were, um, what the hell are those things called? The ones that Captain Marvel fought. I don't recap. The ones that look like real people, but they're aliens. Oh, um, the, the Kree? Or the Kree. Kree yeah. They, yeah, they found out the reindeer were Kree. <laughs> so Iron Man gave... Santa Claus, the Infinity Gauntlet, so he could deliver the, the presents one time. It's the most ludicrous thing ever. And then, of course, he, he goes power crazy, and they have to <laughs> take down Santa Claus. It, it, it's, it, Terrible. It, it's insane. So, yeah, so that's the whole list. Okay. So, I, I mean, yes, I was completely off. I admitted it last week I was completely mm-hmm. off, but I did want to point out that there were a multitude of people that have worn the Infinity Gauntlet over time. Is there anything else that you wanted to bring up about Iron Man that we may have missed last week? The dude abides. The dude abides. No. I'm ready to go to war about this movie, though. 
So, I mean, but <laughs> now, now, are you a fan of Jeff Bridges? Before we start the sure. new movie. Sure. I, I don't know. I, because it sounded to me last week like you, I like you don't Jeff particularly Bridges, care for him. But I'm not like, you know, I don't... Big Lebowski is a good movie, but I don't think it's like the end-all, be-all movie. Like I don't think makes it's... It, everybody else makes it to be like this great... I, it's a good movie, but no. I'll be honest. No. Go ahead. No, I, I agree, and I like Jeff Bridges, but I don't... Yeah, just, that particular movie isn't something that... Yeah. I, no, I, I, I never understood the, the cult status of it. Well, I, I mean, I really, really like that film, but I don't like it as much as the millennial crowd seems to like it. Like, they look at it like it's The Godfather or something. Well, it's, it's their handbook. It's ridiculous. Um, and, the, and, to, and this is something that you might agree with because you've met him. Uh, my Uncle Henry... The yes. dude always reminded me exactly of my uncle Henry. He looked just like yes. just like Jeff Bridges just as, like as the dude. It was ridiculous. Um, but yeah, there's there was a lot. I, I think by the time I saw it, because I didn't see it in the theaters, um, by the time I saw it on DVD, I was like, "Really? This is what everybody's losing their goddamn mind about." But then I watched it, and you know, a couple more times, and I fell in love with it. But it's. You know, I think those guys are kind of hit and miss anyway, the Cohen brothers. Yeah, um, yeah, whatever. You know, everybody loved that that one with Clooney in it. Um, uh, what is it? Something about my brother, my brother's keeper or something. I don't remember. Oh, brother, where art thou? That's it. I, I see. I thought that was a great movie. I couldn't get into that one. Yeah. I don't. Of course, maybe it might have been Clooney, but yeah, you know, because I don't like Clooney, except for when he was. Guest starring on the Golden Girls. <laughs> Outside of that, he he, he was saving that line just for the because he can get away wearing that shirt. Hey, fuck you! I'm not even trying to hide dude, this. Dude, I wear this to what's work. What's wrong, man? I haven't even started. You're attacking on, my shirt. I, You're attacking I, the Golden Girls for I, Christ's sakes. Man, little hangover from two weeks ago. Is it? I think so. Is it? <laughs> Someone gave the chip on her. Hey, I know you woke up at six o'clock this morning just. Ready, seething, yes, man. Steaming or sweating like last night. I've been, I've been texting them all goddamn week. <laughs> what, when are we doing this? What time? Where, when are we doing this? Are we still doing it at one? Are we getting together Saturday? Is Scott still coming? Texting me. When oh my god, working out this morning. Yeah, and I was like, I, I can't talk. <laughs> I'm working out, and he like proceeds to text me like three times. I'm just like, I'm not. Well, I was I'm, fucking with you then. I'm, I'm not. I'm not even going to sell it to him. I was like, I'm not even going to sell it. I laughed. I laughed. You know, sir, my 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 freaking wrist is. You know, going off, ding, 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 like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was joking with you because you said you couldn't talk because you were working out. Yeah. But I know he sold it, see? This thought was funny. See, I, I, I just about. get nothing from you at all. It's just, it's just like. <laughs> Dude, I, it's, it's your kryptonite, so. It could just be a fucking mop. I, I mean, literally, <laughs> you could just be a mop over there with a recording. It, it, it's that much. All right. You want to go? <laughs> Let's go. So are we done Iron Man now? Never done Iron we Man. Can, we can bury that piece of shit. <laughs> Never to be returned. I mean, at least with Black Panther, we were equally shitting on it. I mean, I did give it a little bit of credence. We, we, but we didn't shit on Iron Man, though. No, I don't think we shit on Iron Man that much. I, but it was more you shitting on me the whole time yeah. because I kept saying stupid stuff. <laughs> That's... Yeah. That's really what it's it was. A great episode. Let me tell you, it was a great episode. Yeah, if you want to listen to it, it's in the archives. 
Our wonderful archives. By the way, <laughs> fucker. <laughs> Jeez. I need to point I, this out. I mean, you don't you don't really even talk about the movie that much. No, we it's, don't. It's mainly just, <laughs> just you busting on Paul the whole time. <laughs> Is it too hot in here for you guys? I'm all right. I'm sure. Let me know. It was a lot warmer this morning. I was at uh, uh, da, 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 the Patera. Pit, Panera? Is it Panera Bread? Ken Patera was a former WWE no, wrestler not. who went to jail. Panera. Pantera the band. Pantera. Oh, Pantera the band. Yeah. Remember them? Yes. I love Pantera. happened to them? Uh, the lead singer died. Oh, he did? Yes. Go figure. So, anyway. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> now you've made me forget what I was going to talk about. You son of a bitch. You did it on purpose. You sidetracked me so I would forget. <laughs> this, this, this whole concept of JB's driving started with this fantastic idea about delving into movies. Really dissecting. Oh, that's what it audience is. Audience know about what these movies were about. Second movie in Halloween takes a turn. <laughs> Just took a turn. Did it though? And ever since, yes, it did. Yes, it did. We we dissected Halloween. Oh, we did. <laughs> we did a lot on Halloween, and but we shit all over it. But it it's sad because I love that movie and and you like it a lot too I but do. It's, I think it's one of the But best we shit ones. all over it. It, it was just that bad. Oh, and that's well, in the archives too if you want to see it. And there are a lot of movies, especially the older movies like that that don't necessarily age well or they you still like them, but That's right. Doesn't now, mean there's not stuff you can That's I agree. Now, one movie that has st- that has, you know, really tested time has been the movie that we're reviewing today. That's true. Raiders of Lost are perhaps one of the greatest movies of all time. Much better than Halloween. Much better than any Star Wars ever, ever. Okay, he's only saying this to get a rise out of me. He's not going to do it. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. That's all. That's the whole point, just to get a rise out of me. That's, that's all you, you say, wanted. To whatever you say, B. B. Come on, man. I just mocked your T-shirt. Well, oh, oh, okay. B. Arthur. B. Arthur. Yeah, that was a stretch. It's a little bit of a stretch. Come on. I could say something. I'm not going to say. Yeah. So Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's the first of the... Oh, before we get into Raiders. Come on. We're going to talk about your breakfast again? No, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm going to talk about how you had me listen to uh, something to wrestle with. Okay. Bruce Pritchard. And, uh, you know, how you had me listen to that for the, uh, the Hogan show. Okay. Uh, the uh, No Holds Bar show. Okay. And now I'm stuck listening to the goddamn thing. I listen to every fucking... I, I mean, I'm like 50 episodes in, you bastard. It's a great podcast. Yeah, it is, but it just sucks you in I'm and like you can't stop. like this steaming pile of shit that we record every two weeks. Oh, my God. This, this show is <laughs> awesome, too. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. People listen to I don't know why. Because it's well, great. I, I know. I, I That's know why. why. I know why. It's, it's my sexy voice. I'm sure. St- I sound like you know. Poor Scott's a dog been over here. Fucked in the ass. Money, many, many words in. Come on. All right. Fine. Okay. Just go to Raiders. Just talk your talk your stupid movie up. Stupid. Yeah. It's not a stupid movie. Oh, it's yeah. one of the okay. greatest movies of all time. I, I hear what you're saying. I just don't believe a word of it. Why not? Because I watched it this week. Not through the eyes of a you know a child. What was that song? Was it was it George Michael had a song about looking through the eyes of a child or something? I don't know. 
And I'm not going to make a guess. I, yeah, I, don't, I don't know about that one. Underappreciated artist. <laughs> he died two years ago on Christmas. Happy George Easter. Michael did? Yeah, on Christmas yep. Day. They found I did dead. not know that. I mean, I knew he died. I didn't know it was Christmas Day. I don't know why. It just never clicked. Right. So, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Fantastic. So, George Lucas and Steven Spielberg, back in 77, I guess, were best friends. I, I, yeah. I have no idea. They've done a lot of shit together. They were part of that same... There was like five directors that were all sort of the same school. You know, all went to film school together and mm-hmm. all... Oh, they went to film school together? I don't know if they went to the same school, but they were all in, in oh, the this, same time. The same time and, mm-hmm. and kind of came out at the same time and, and became, did a lot of things together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I guess it makes sense. So back in May of 77, both of you guys were around. I was still in utero. Um, yeah. Spielberg and Lucas went to, to Hawaii. No, I wasn't. I was out of the nutsack because I was born in November. Okay. We know we established last episode. See, you make it too easy. We established last episode that some people have a hard time calculating time frames. Yeah. How ma- how many months is is a, a, a unborn child? I don't. Need, you didn't even say what day it came out yet. You didn't say what day the fucking movie came out. My birthday is November 9th, nineteen seventy seven. You know this. Okay. I said in May of seventy seven I was in utero. And then you said I was oh, in Oh May nut- in seventy seven. Okay, I said yeah, it yeah. clearly and then you said I was in a nutsack. You said I was I'm, not, I'm out of the nutsack. Joked. I'm in utero. It's no, just no, a I'm just, goddamn joke. Will you calm the fuck <laughs> down with your Avenger shirt? Like that's gonna be intimidating, you piece of garbage. <laughs> you had Avenger <laughs> What a prick. What a prick. Talking about myself. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Um, so they were in vacation of May of 77 um, of when um, they're in Hawaii because Lucas uh, was afraid that Star Wars was going to bomb in the box office. Yeah. Um, they were on Mount Akia Beach when Spielberg told, the, told Lucas the idea he always wanted to do a James Bond-type film. <laughs> So he had this, Lucas had a beat on it, laid out this idea of a swashbuckling throwback adventure movie based on Saturday matinee serials that would eventually become Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. I could see that. But that's not that far different from the whole Star Wars thing being a serial. Right, it's not. Being built on a serial. Yeah, right, you're right, 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 right. So, uh... So in seven, so back to what Lucas had his beat on, and when he's thinking about Star Wars, he was also coming out with this idea of Indiana Jones. He and his fellow filmmaker Philip Kaufman got together for a few weeks to throw around concepts about archaeology and the Nazis' obsessions with the cult for a potential movie. But Kaufman eventually went away to Outlaw Josie Wells, which is another great movie, starring one of, uh, one of the, probably the best actors in the past few years, Clint Eastwood. Um, but the final film of Indiana Jones actually bears story by credit to Philip Kaufman because he helped develop the story of Raiders. Right. Um, well, I, I'm assuming you're right. It's, it's in the I was just acknowledging. I didn't okay, want to okay. say right and like I knew. You're really on edge? No, no, no. I'm not on edge. I am literally saying I don't want to take credit for things that I don't know. Okay. I'm just acknowledging what you're saying. I just want to put it out there so people don't say, oh, he thinks he fucking knows everything. Okay. So and then the, they direct message you after the fucking show. Man, I, I don't. Mm. So the screenwriter though was Lawrence <laughs> Lawrence Kasdan, who also wrote 
Empire Strikes Back and mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi and a bunch of the a big overlap with a lot of the Star Wars. A big Wars. overlap. Plus, well, as we find out, the main actors, you know. Right. Who? I... <laughs> <laughs> you're like you're like that 11 year old child in a candy store right now with the parents that's trying to get out and you just want all these different types of candy as they're going to pay for it I want this one too as well mommy yeah that's exactly <laughs> it that's, that's a perfect perfect how were you able to drive over here this morning I, I'm just kidding how were you able to drive over here I just around? let my fucking hard on <laughs> steer the car that was it <laughs> He drove over last night just parked in your driveway and slept in his car. <laughs> was looking through the bedroom window the entire time. Oh, shit. I just, not, oh, Jesus not, Christ. Not myself out there. He was just staring through the bedroom window the entire time, raging. <laughs> drinking, drinking Jolt Cola. Can't wait. Eating pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead with this. Pe- well, actually, Scott, what do you have to add to this? You said that... Uh, that the screenwriters were the same for that and Empire, right? Yeah, so that Lawrence Kasdan, who worked with Lucas and Spielberg on a number of things. Um, but, uh, you know, there, there is, of course, it was the same time period as they were working on the Star Wars movies, but it all, there was a lot of overlapping, overlapping, overlapping between... Actors and, right. and uh, you know, especially, just to point out, one of the... I think there's two premier uh, uh, music directors out there. There's John Williams, and there's um, oh my god, what the now I just forgot his fucking name from Tim Burton, the guy who does all Tim Burton stuff. Uh, yeah, and who did Batman? He did the Batman. Yeah, he did and, the Batman uh, movies. Uh, he name? did Tales from the Crypt. Right. Um, now I got John Cashier in my head. It's not that. No. It's uh, what the hell is his goddamn name? See, this is when he should be looking it up. <laughs> He's got the computer sitting in front of him, but instead he just lets me. This is part of the charm of the show, apparently. Right. Letting me sit here and struggle. Well, when he talks, then, then he'll names. look it up so he can. Yeah, that's what he does. It, I've admitted that on the air several times. He does that to me all the fucking time. <laughs> At least Scott's going to bail you out. That sinking ship of yours every day. I just I can't remember Saka. every goddamn thing ever. So, um, Danny Elfman. Thank you, Danny Elfman. Those are the two guys that make the best music. Danny Elfman, John Williams, and Danny Elfman. I thought you were a Pantera fan. I'm talking about in movies. <laughs> I'm talking about movies, dude. Eating those pretzels. <laughs> yeah, and this is really when I, I mean, mean. Do you agree? Disagree? Yeah, uh, I'm not going to no. talk to him anymore. I'm a- fucking done. Absolutely. And this this was when. <laughs> <laughs> you know, John John Williams had was already been out for a while. I think he did he did Jaws, right? Um, yes, he did, and and number of other things. But, but this was really where he was hitting his prime. Right there, there poster, right there. Yeah, music by John Williams. Yeah, okay. So yeah, but uh, <laughs> no, he, he but that was Spielberg too, wasn't it? Well, yes, was yes, Spielberg. yes, yes. So yeah, so I mean, he he did a lot of Spielberg stuff, and right. he did. Pretty much everything Lucas ever touched, mm-hmm. I think, was John Williams. Right. Uh, you know, Elfman was probably does mostly crowd. Burton, but he also Burton did other sucks. people's stuff. Tim Burton sucks. Okay, dude, whatever. He, I did, he did Batman. That was about it. All right, okay. There's, I'm not going to get into that with you. He, see, he's trying to get a rise out of me. Right. Because <laughs> he knows. 
This is what he fucking does the whole time. Now I have a witness. We have witnesses every week. Every week they witness the beatdown. It's not a beatdown. It's, like it's you it's like a, just trying to get me to react. And then, like, oh, you're, hey, he's been getting so upset. Blah, blah, blah. Fuck you. Okay. All right. Are we going to move on with this? So, but Kaufman was also credited with the genesis of the, the, with the movies revolving around, which is the Ark of the Covenant. Um, they want to have a, pl- a mystical plot device. Now, is the Ark of the Covenant a real thing or not? I don't know. I literally have no idea. Is that a real thing? Well, yes. Okay. But I'm sure it's not a mystical box with sand that blows up people. What is it supposed to be? It is what holds the Ten Commandments. Oh, okay. Tablets. All right. right. So it could have sand. It's just not going to blow people up. It is currently buried in Oak Island, too. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Christ, come on! I'm being, I'm asking serious questions because I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a very religious yeah, person. So, yeah, yeah, well, let's put it this way: it is, it has been referenced in the, in the. Uh, I don't remember it being referenced in the Bible, but I, but then again, I haven't read the Bible in almost twenty five years. So, Exodus. It's in the Old Testament, right? It's in either Exodus or the King. I actually have it written down here somewhere. Oh, okay. Um, but let's put it this way. It is referenced in the one book that has the most copies from antiquity and before. Oh, okay. So we do think it's a real thing. Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, you said that they made it up because they needed some kind of mystical thing. They, so th- no, did no. they make it up or was it real? And that's why I'm oh, that's why so I was you're asking. saying that. So what you're implying... I'm not implying anything. I asked a question. What you're... No, you just said... Wait a minute. No, no. We got to get this straight. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> you just what did you said, say? You implied that they made up the Ark of the Covenant for the Raiders of Lost No, Earth. I didn't. You said... No, 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 no. ...that it was a plot point that, and they needed to come up with a mystical item. That's why they used this. The That's Ark why I was asking if it was a real thing or not. Okay. Because I wanted clarity. Mother of God, dude. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> All right, you, you're up, Scott. I'm just going to say This is ridiculous. So, so Coffin invented the Ark of the Covenant. So the Raiders, of, the Raiders of Lost Ark script predates the Old Testament. <laughs> They actually found the script in the Ark of the Covenant. Is that what you're saying? It's the only thing that survived. It was in dust, and freaking Toth pulled the script out. We got to make a movie about me. Before my, I'm sorry, it wasn't his explosion. I read the Bible 25 years ago. I don't remember barely anything from the book. Okay, so you ask questions when you don't know, right? Right. But but no, we're not talking. But we'll just move on from here. I can see. Are you sure? I can see you're getting upset. I'm not getting upset. I had to turn the air conditioner down because the steam rising off your head. Oh, I am starting to get warm. A little sauna in here. (laughs) Getting upset over there. Um, Okay, so they came out with the the Ark of the Covenant as the main plot device. They wanted to have the biblical artifact. So he had he had heard of the Ark before (laughs) and knew the sort of heard the story about it and and Mm -hmm. decided that was something they could use that would fit. 
their story. Correct. Correct. Thank you, Scott. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> so while developing the film with, uh, as you said, Kaz, and uh, they, na- they came with this name, Indiana Smith. <laughs> <laughs> but Indiana Smith, <laughs> Indiana Smith, but Spielberg protested. No shit, that's a dumb name. <laughs> um, but they wanted a last name that was nondescript, so they switched from Smith to Jones. Okay. Um, Indiana came from Lucas's dog, an Alaskan Malamute named Indiana. The big hairy dog was also inspiration for Chewbacca from Star Wars. So that dog inspired. So when in the later episode, when Sean Connery says, "We named the dog, we named the dog Indiana,", Indiana yeah. right. that was actually that, true. And when we, yeah, exactly. And it can be. Well, we'll get to that. It get to that. Okay. So uh, Spielberg ended up taking the directing job to low point in his career. His World War II spoof, nineteen forty one, was a horrible. flop. Was a flop. Wow, it was horrible. Yeah. So that was with uh, Aykroyd and Belushi, wasn't it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really bad. So, so it was Neighbors. Neighbors? Yeah, I, I mean, those guys, as smart as they were and as funny as they were, their movies never really panned. I mean, Blues Brother, the, the, the Blues Brothers held, holds up pretty well. It's a very good movie. I love it. But their other movies were not very good. It only takes one movie, really, to... to to set an actor up, I mean a director up. Well, well with directors, yeah, actors can get away with bad roles, mm-hmm. right? But directors, directors get killed. I mean, look at, I mean, but there's that one movie that takes off a career, and then the rest of the movies can be shit. Like, look at M Night Shyamalan. He yeah, that's Sixth true Sense, too. And then after that, all his movies were the the one big twist at the end, even though they were all obvious. And most of them didn't make any goddamn sense, was it? I mean, come on, The Village. I actually, Meek and I saw that in the theater. Yeah, and within, I did too. Within three minutes, I looked over. I looked over at Meek and she'll attest it. Like, they're in the middle of a fucking national park. Watch this. Uh, and sure enough, they were in the middle <laughs> of a national park. It's just so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, his big woo. But he got to admit, Sixth Sense, that twist was awesome. Sixth right. Sense was awesome, but almost everything. And then what he did to uh, that, that kid show, what was it? that um, Double Dare? No, fuck. God, you're an asshole. You I just said a, you said a kid show. I said double dare. It was a fucking cartoon. It, it was uh, the Airbender, the last Airbender, the last uh, Airbender. Oh, did what he, he do that? Did that? Yeah, he did, he did that movie. It, he destroyed it. He fucking destroyed it. It was a good show. It was. I mean, my kids watched it, and I ended up watching it with them, and it was a pretty good show. But yeah. then the movie was horrible. I like I liked Unbreakable. I thought Signs was okay. Oh, I but, forgot about. I you know what? But, I forgot about this. Um, movie. Right? Yeah. I always but, yeah, thought it, Unbreakable it, it, was very slow though. It it was in the same way Sixth Sense was, but it, you know it's just you're staring at Bruce Willis just not talking for two thirds of the movie. Well, and I but I think the difference was was that in that at least something was happening in the Sixth Sense, like you would see the ghost or you would see some ghost hanging in the background or some creepy ass shit would happen. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Unbreakable, like the scene where he's showing how strong he is. That scene, I, I mean, honestly, I don't know how long it is, but it felt like it was 25 minutes long. Right. You, you know, he's like, oh, get more weight. 
go get the paint cans. It's like, what, dude, this is, what the fuck are you, and then when he finally goes out and trolls, even that is like, okay, you're just not getting it done for me. I, I, I don't know. I, I know. I like that, but I don't, you know, his, now he's changed it in with, with glass, which I haven't seen. I haven't yet, seen it yet, but I haven't heard you know, a lot now of Now he's turning stuff. them all into super, he's turning them all into the Avengers. You know, now they, they've got whatever the, there's a two money making James McAvoy <clears throat> yeah. character in that. who was like, yeah, he was in the split Wolverine or somebody. And it was pretty cool. I liked split. I thought split was much better than unbreakable. It was more psychological. Um, they, you know, because it was only like basically four characters, they had to do a lot more character build. And McAvoy plays like 26 different characters or some nonsense like that. Hmm. Um, but then the super superhero aspect of his character doesn't come out until the very end. And the whole time you don't know if it's real or if it's just in his head until the very end. So it, it's, that one I thought was pretty good. I was looking forward to Glass, but honestly, I've heard such bad reviews on it. I don't, I don't know. But like the the woman in the what was it? The woman in the pool or the woman in the lake, the lake or whatever yeah. the hell that was. That was stupid. Um, the village was just nonsense right, it just sort of because kept... they build it the wrong way. I mean, if you want to build it as like some kind of psychological drama, sure. But they build that as a horror movie. Right. The Village was a horror movie, and you went and saw it, and there was nothing, there was no fucking horror movie. It was just nonsense. Right. So, I don't know. It, I don't, right, let's get back to Raiders. Can we get back <clears throat> to Raiders? Why are you acting like it's my fault? You're the one who fucking started us down this path. Okay. So, you want to talk about the casting? Yeah, let's talk about the casting. So... <laughs> So they originally had the idea, uh, Lucas Spielberg had this idea to cast Tom Selleck of Magnum P.I. F- uh, fame. Yeah, do be... you think he would have done well? I mean, obviously, Harrison Ford was the ideal choice. Mm-hmm. But I'm asking, do you think Tom Selleck could have done I will well? say yes. I do think he would have done well. I think he, he would have fit the indie persona. I think Indiana would have been a little bit different, though. Slightly different. I think he would have been even more of a ladies' man um, with Tom Selleck. Yeah, I'm not sure how much more of a ladies' man he could be in this movie. I I think... Because Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones, has this rugged sexualism to him. Right. Okay? I think with Tom Selleck, it would have been a little bit more... Amplified. Amplified. Almost cartoonish. I don't want to say cartoonish. Well, and Harrison Ford has the... The sarcasm, that sort of that, you know, the sarcastic nature that I don't think yeah. Selleck would have. Had oh, I don't. I think Selleck had always had that it. nature. I mean, if you watched the original Magnum PI or yeah. his later movies, um, you know, it definitely came out a lot more like in what was it? Uh, yeah, he, quit, not quickly down under. It was something like that. Though. Mr. Baseball. Well, Mr. Baseball is a good example of him being very sarcastic. Yeah, that Lamar, but not. He's not quite the smartass that Harrison Ford is. I feel like. I think that the way that Harrison Ford delivers, and that he kind of under-delivers. And when he under-delivers, it comes across... That plays it off it more. Plays it has well. better effect, yeah. Yeah, I, and that's why I, I enjoy him more, whereas I feel like Tom Selleck would be more cartoonish in the role because I think he would have over-delivered. Over-delivered. Versus Harrison Ford under-delivering, and because he under-delivered, it, was, it comes across really good. So, 
I can see that, but I think it would have been successful. So when, but when CBS found out that they were considering Selleck for Indiana Jones, they cut that off, and that's when Spielberg suggested Ford, but Lucas was worried because Ford was also Han Solo, the hero of Star Wars, the greatest character in Star Wars. Not that it's a high bar to meet in Star Wars. Well, this goes back to, remember how they uh, saying there were all these directors who were all good friends, and, yeah. and um, Lucas didn't want, he just didn't want people thinking that he was putting Harrison Ford in every single movie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one, one of the other directors in that group was Martin Scorsese, and he got a lot of flack because he put Robert De Niro in every single movie he did, mm-hmm. and at least back back then. And uh, Lucas had said, he said, I don't want Harrison Ford to be my Bobby De Niro. It, um, it's, it's funny how that does continue, like right. you know, Tim Burton and Johnny Depp. Right, yeah, yeah. you get these working relationships that yeah. just keep going. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. even more. I mean, Woody Allen and any 13 Helena girl. Bonham is in almost all his films. Yeah. Right. And I mean, he ended up marrying her. Yeah, they were married for a while. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he, uh, what's his name? Um, Michael, uh, 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 not Michael Douglas, Michael Keaton was in almost all of his movies initially. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, eventually he. They got away from each other, but you know, Burton reuses the same people. I mean, they all do, though. I mean, we've talked about that on other. Yeah, we have uh, the incestual relationship is Hollywood. That's that's a good point, Scott. Well, look, I mean, it makes sense if you find people you like working with. Yeah, why, you know why what they you, can deliver. Why wouldn't you reuse them versus somebody who's like a pain in the ass? I mean, I you got to go do is. these shoots where you're. I would think as soon as you're stuck together for like weeks at a time, twenty four hours a day. I don't know how you are. If you if you read a book, okay. So if I read a novel, all right, and it, and I've already seen the movie, the whole time I'm visualizing the character who right. played it from the movie. But if I read the novel ahead of time, then I visualize the person I think would best fit into right. that role. And I think that it's the same way with them. I mean, it's, but the difference being is that they have the experience with certain people, so certain people are always fresh in their mind. Right. Harrison Ford would always be in the front of Lucas's mind or Spielberg's mind because he they used him so often, mm-hmm. and he was huge in the eighties. I mean, Jesus Christ! There's, I don't think there's that many people that are much bigger than Harrison Ford in the eighties. Right, a couple, but not many. Other than like the big action stars like Stallone or. Well, yeah, Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger. Uh, Stallone, uh, but, but, and then but maybe even that, Tom that Hanks, genre, maybe. Right. Uh, some of the comedic actors um, like Aykroyd or Candy. I mean, they, they were big, but I don't know if they were as big a draws as Harrison Ford was. Right. So. I agree. The same thing also happened to Dan, Danny DeVito, who was supposed to play Sala, but since he was on Taxi, CBS... Mixed it. Sala, which role was that? Is that the... Uh, Jonathan Rice davis also known as Gimli. Right. From um, Lord, Lord of, of the Rings. Rings. Oh, okay. He crapped himself on the scene that was cut out. Nice. Because, well, we'll get to that. Okay. So we are finally at one of the greatest movies of all time. Raiders of Lost Ark. In your opinion. Well, not just my opinion. According to a lot of uh, news sources, uh, magazines, I know Empire... Listed as the number two movie of all time um, a couple of years ago. So it's not just okay. my opinion. It's known fact. 
so yeah, when making okay, I don't know which list you're looking at, but where does good you know, Godfather or Goodfellas or any of those movies fall into that list? They're by, they're around there. I'm not gonna disparage those are great movies too. Or even Jaws. That's that's a fantastic movie. That's right up there with this movie. I mean, I don't. Where are you going with this? You're trying to do something, and it's not, I'm not trying to do anything. It's, it's, it's not working. It's, it's, it, I know it you, is what it is. Before the show, before the show, you said you're going to shit all over Raiders. <laughs> I am going to tell you my opinion. Okay. All right. So we start out the movie, and this is a classic scene where they have the. The Paramount Peak, Paramount Pictures. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the bottom, it says Playmount. That's actually when Spielberg was a kid. When he filmed movies, he made Playmount as a takeoff of Paramount. That's what oh. his pictures were, were called. That's cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, But I think the, the opening, then, then it fades to this jungle that they're supposedly at, um, which is being South America. So, filmed in, um, I think it was supposed to be in Peru. Uh, but it was actually from the Hawaii. But this this uh, this whole opening scene is probably one of the greatest opening scenes in movie history. Yeah, I thought it's, so too until I rewatched it. It's a movie within a movie. It establishes the characters of the character of Indiana Jones uh, from, from several different aspects: the fact that he's adventurous, the fact that he screws up, the fact that he doesn't give up, the fact that he's willing to take risks, which is Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. In a nutshell, he's knowledgeable. <laughs> so he's trekking through the jungle with these hired hands, and the the first few scenes you see Indiana from behind, his silhouette. Yeah, right. Era Mister, I thought that was great. A, yeah, it's a good classic part intro. of this movie. Yeah, and how he's introduced. And then yeah, exactly. And then one of the hired hands uh, ends up trying to pull a gun out of Indy because Indy's slowly, yeah, slow, slowly. Yeah, he slowly pulls out a gun. And he stands there for, you might as well be 10 fucking minutes with the gun in his hand, giving Indy time to turn around and hit it with a whip. So, how would you know that he's skilled with the gun? Maybe he's a little bit scared to shoot the gun. Oh, fuck you, dude. He pulls it. How many times is a gun pulled on Indy in this movie, and they just stand there pointing the gun at him, waiting for something to happen? It's insane how often that happens in this movie. Let's count. Well, it's when he cocks the trigger that Indy turns around and yes, and once you cock the, the tr- trigger, you usually but there, pull there, it at that there, point and it's yeah, done. There, I didn't think there was a long time between when he yeah. cocked the. trigger. Oh my god! Sit down. At, what, no. Did you watch it yeah. before you came? You in? watched it three okay. times. It was a ridiculously long no. period of as time. As soon as he cocked the gun, he turned down. He that nope. whip. He's so nope. skilled in the whip. Oh my god! Able to no, it wasn't. He slowly turned around. And then whipped it out of the guy's hand. He did not slowly turn. Oh, no, now you're just making up shit to fit your I'm narrative. Not, I'm not. Now watch you're it making again. up shit. Well, you to... go to watch it again, because you will, because you, you watch it like all the time. You sound like you were on CNN Thursday morning. That's, that's, that's pathetic. Well, I don't know what you're talking about, but <laughs> all I'm saying is go back and watch it again and I am. try to pay attention to how long... It takes for him to turn around and whip that gun is, out of his hand. Is when he already had it cocked and fucking pointing at him, there is no chance in hell that he could have knocked it out of his hand before that guy shot him. Well, so it, it happens right after Indy puts the map together, right? It's uh, yeah. Indy has half the map. I think Molina or someone else has the other half. And then at this point, he's piecing he's it together and putting it together. So, you know, I'm sure the guy is waiting to make sure that 
you know, there's no point in killing Indy before they know where they're going. They know they can get to where they're going and get get the thing. So he's. Oh, when it happens is fine. I don't have a problem with that. What I have a problem with is how long it takes for Indiana Jones to pull the whip all and whip the gun out of the guy's hand while he's standing there holding it, pointing at him, already cocked and ready to go. It's insane. So anyway, takes the bull whip, gets the gun out of his hand like a true hero. Mm-hmm. Ends up, the guy ends up running away. Bar- What's his name? His name is uh, Baranka. Baranka ends up running away. Yeah. Barack um, is the, the main villain guy, actually. Belloc. Belloc, right. Belloc. Yeah, I said Baranka, not Belloc. Yeah, I know you did. Okay. I just, I just want to make sure that you're But not- you said... Balak first. That's why I said, "Never mind. Fuck you. I don't care. Go ahead." So, Jesus, this is man. the this is the, this is so they end up him and Melina end up entering the cave, right? And this is one of the classic scenes with the whole all the booby traps, all the booby traps. But we got to stop one scene where the, the tarantulas. Right. So so you see Indy with about three tarantulas on his back, right? And Melina scrapes them off, and he tells him to turn around. Of course, he's still looking at Indy. In classic Indian fashion, still looking around, looks back. Calm, there's all these tarantulas on Molina's back. Like he's just covered with. He's just covered. So what happened was when they originally had the tarantulas in filming this, they were all males, and they just sat on the back, didn't make any action at all. And Spielberg was kind of upset with it. like they don't look threatening, they look fake. So what happens is they end up taking a female tarantula and putting it on there as well, which calls all the tarantulas to move. So, oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. So they end up scraping all the, the, the transfers off the back. And that's, as what Scott says, that's when they go through the, the booby traps. The first being the, um, there's a light, light shining through the cave. Great, great idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic idea. Yeah, it's awesome. Where you know, India is smart enough, you know, student of archaeology, professor of archaeology, realize this is, this is the way things were done back then in terms of setting up booby traps. So he sticks in, you see the wall of, uh, the wall spikes. of spikes coming through. They get through that. Then there's the pit. They have to jump over. At the gym. He leaves his whip there. Leaves his whip so there. Which is important. Very yeah, part very, for later. Correct. And then they that's the point where they see the the uh, the idol on the pedestal ahead. Well and, and jump back to the light real quick. That's where he finds his you know, there was someone else who had gone after someone, right. someone another archaeologist that he knew who had come down to try to get the statue but had never returned and mm-hmm. nobody knew whatever happened to him and they figured out that's where he yeah, bought you, it you see him you see his body like impaled on the spine. Right, right. yeah. and i was mentioned to you before the show like uh the when the, you have the scene with the spiders i i just started thinking about spider-man 2 with uh because Molino plays Doc Ock in Spider-Man oh, right. 2 so I, right. I don't know why it just kind of kept jumping into my head for the rest of the time Molino was on the, t- the screen, right. but um, the uh, yeah, the, I mean the scene with I I, I dug all that. I, I mean I, I thought all that was cool. Yeah. I mean that was the main thing that I loved about Indiana Jones as a kid was you know him. It could, but then again, it's not that far away from what the scenes in Goonies for Christ's sake. Right. So, I mean it's the same concept. No, things were very. I mean that was you know how many movies had things like quicksand back. 
Yeah, I you mean, know, those adventure 80s, movies were great. You know, there, that was, there was a whole genre of movies, and a lot of things were, were, you know, spun off or got, you know, were influenced by this movie, but that was a very uh, sort of common plot device. So the next one was the, the pressure stones with the poison darts. Right. Yeah. Yes. You step where I step and Yes. And then don't get nailed by a dart. So people before we wanted before we uh we missed something where he puts the sand in the bag before he enters the cave. Right, right. Um which I don't know. That 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 always bothered me. I don't know why he knew that. I just don't understand why he knew that. To bring the sand in with him? Yeah, why would he know that he would have to replace the idol? I mean, you would think that once he got there... As soon as he aims the gun... He takes that whip and smacks... <laughs> You're lying. No, I'm not. I just watched it. I'm not lying. <laughs> I'm not lying. As soon as he aims look. the gun, he... Look, look. So, sees the map, Baraka... Yeah. Slowly withdraws his gun. He right. cocks it. He's cocks still, it. still aiming at the end. He aims it, turns around, and smacks. Look at that. It's the that. longest goddamn thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Well, then the thing we've got to mention is that that's when you first see Indiana Jones's face. Yeah, 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 it is. He turns around, steps out of the shadow, <laughs> which is cool as shit. That's like the most classic. That is one of the most character classic. introduction it probably in any awesome. movie. I agree. It's awesome. It's fantastic. I agree with that part of it. Yeah. Yeah, but the part I don't agree with is that it takes too long for him to turn around and whip it out of his hand. Jimmy was playing on two times speed over there, so that's why. (laughs) I don't know if that's what he was or he wasn't. I have no idea. All I know is that I watched it and I was like, God damn, that was ridiculous. Yeah. So. Are you playing it on two times speed? (laughs) No. Okay. (laughs) I was like, come on, dude. Scott was saying that because it wasn't slow at all. It was actually... He was pretty fast. But you're right. It's not, it's not a John Woo film where, you know, or The Matrix where people are shooting guns is, you know, mm-hmm. faster than physically possible. You're about to shoot somebody, so that's a big deal. You know? Nah, so really. He, if he would have shot right here, he would have shot his own toe. So as, as soon as he brings it up, he turns around and whips it. <sighs> okay, fuck. Okay, you really want to dissect this? Seriously, yeah. why the fuck is he cocking the gun way to hell down here instead of pulling the gun out, aiming it at him, and then fucking cocking him? Because, because no, we have to give him at least 30 seconds to hear the sound not, so he can fucking turn around and whip it out of my hand. That's the most ridiculous thing ever. Cause he, it's just dumb. He might not be a gunsman. Oh, bullshit. He, then why the fuck does he have a gun? Why didn't he just walk up behind him and stab him? Oh, and by the way, he was just holding the goddamn map, but the map just mysteriously disappears out of his fucking hand. <coughs> I mean, it's just, it's, it don't fucking do that. It's ridiculous. I am, I'm agreeing with you with 90% of this fucking scene, but that is not believable in any way, shape, or form. Okay. So let's go back to the idle part. When he's going to, so they make it yes, across. Yes, please explain to me how he knew before he walked in there that the idol was on a pressure pointed stand, and he knew that he had to put the sand in there. Research, bullshit. He research. Meant, he mentioned legend, it. legend and research. Yeah, what legend? That's how they did it back then. Uh, he le- didn't the, even know what the traps that, were going to be. That listen, listen. It was enough that he knew he had to bring sand, but he didn't know how much or the the weight. Because you know it's because before when he looks at the, the idol, he actually sprinkles a little bit of yeah, sand. Yeah, I know. It's... Now, listen, if I'm going to go rescue an idol, 
Okay, I'm I so, enjoyed I'm, Weird Al Yankovic I'm, doing it more I'm, in UHF. <laughs> that was that was great. I, I want to put myself in Indiana's shoes. Okay, so if I'm a professor of, of archaeology, I would research the the culture, and I in part of that research the culture, I would realize what type of technology that culture uses, um, what type of booby traps it uses. So, or and maybe I've won in the past adventures because he is a, he is a seasoned. Uh, adventurer as well, that I know that if I'm going after this specific culture, that I'm going to need to use some type of dummy weight as I remove the idol because this, this culture uses pressure points and booby traps. This is the most advanced culture of all time. What is, the I Mayans, mean, the Mayans, when they... When they and we haven't even gotten to the most... Re- Ridiculous fucking part of the, this. The Mayans, when they form their pyramids, do you realize that their their measurements are per, so precise that only like modern computers can replicate it? The truth. No, it isn't. I knew there was a lot in their construction and their. <laughs> no, it's not true. I don't believe anything you say. Things anymore. about astronomy and measurements that they they were very accurate for their. Yeah, for age. Yeah. That I believe. All right, let's move on. So, so this is the classic part. I mean, again, this whole opening series is is better than any movie Paul likes. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's just wonderful. <laughs> he takes the sandbag, studies the studies a little little uh, golden idol, mm-hmm. and quickly replaces it. But again, it's showing that Indiana is viable. He didn't take enough, or he, he took enough, too much sand from the idol, or not enough sand. And the thing sinks, and that's when the entire temple Building starts to crumble. Starts to crumble. So you see Indiana just dart across the poison trap. All the darts go off. To get to the pit, Molina goes over first with the bullwhip, and then bull, in, the branch breaks or the bullwhip falls off. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, throw me the bullwhip. He's like, first throw me the idol. It shows you how naive Indiana may be at times, especially with women he at times. He wasn't naive. He threw over. I think he was screwed and he knew it. Yeah. I mean, there's a difference between being naive. I mean, I don't think he trusts either of those guides. No, but. <laughs> then, then he's, then he's not naive. He's just, the he guy took advantage naive. of the Doesn't situation. Doesn't really have a choice. Yeah. So he ta- tosses the idol. Yeah. <laughs> tosses the idol. Gets screwed over, has to jump across. As he runs, he runs across uh, Molina again, who has been impaled by the wall of spikes. Yeah, one of right. the worst-looking plastic jobs in the movie. Yeah, it's it's not. I mean, it, it doesn't that that part does not hold up for. Nah, it, for I mean it's fine. It, it yeah. you know at least they got the hair color right. That's yeah. that's about it though. There's your victory. So he takes, he takes the aisle, runs, runs out of the cave, falls down the little hill, and that's when he comes across this. Well, what? Uh, let's back up. Really? <laughs> oh, the boulder. I forgot yeah, the boulder. Yeah, the boulder. Let's talk about the boulder. Because whenever, whenever I watch this, and, and from the very start, I always wonder why he didn't just duck back in underneath behind the boulder. There you go. Because there's this big, huge space. He literally has to run out in front of he the runs out. boulder. Why not just take two Wait. steps back? Let it go and walk take out his time. Walk it. out behind it. Mm-hmm. Well, in Indiana's defense, his his adrenaline is running. 
Sometimes you're not thinking clearly. Oh okay? my god! But he's the most brilliant person ever. Who I, knows I, all the I tricks? I said in the beginning of this, it shows you his fiables as well. So you're not it's listening the to me. Dumbest motherfucking thing I've ever seen. Why he the, literally? If he doesn't even move, that's the one thing in this movie that, move, that that, that uh, the boulder me. goes past him. You know, every everything else that's you know I can I can sort of live with that. That's the one. Thank thing that, you. That sort of. And yeah. he wants to oh, skip. He skipped the fucking boulder because he knows it. <laughs> Oh, he ran outside and he fell down a hill. <laughs> Everything's fine. I don't want to talk about the bowler. <laughs> Look at that hill. <laughs> Fucking hell, dude. <laughs> Paul got his victory. He's going to take that, that ball. And, and then what him. happens to the bowler? Because he runs and he just sort of jumps down the hill, but you, you never see like the bowler come out and keep going through the jungle or anything. And that's the, the whole thing is the only thing I could guess. Runs over the part reason, of the tribe. The, oh, the reason that he would run out, and I tried to rationalize it in my head was that the boulder would come down and get in front of the entrance and he wouldn't be able to get out. Yeah. That's the only way I could rationalize him running out in front of the boulder. Right. Um, yeah, that's why I thought that maybe it was going to all crumble behind it or get stuck or something. But like I was, I too was sitting there thinking, why isn't the boulder fucking rolling down the hill in front of him? Right. You know, but it was, or behind him or whatever, but uh, it just kind of disappears. Right. Yet an- another thing that just kind of disappears in this movie. Right. But anyway, this is the shit he does to me. He <laughs> runs out of the room, but then I'm here by myself, talking to my fucking self. Right. So then he runs out, he jumps through, he falls through a bunch of spider webs, and then... Uh, and Balak. 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 Shows up. Balak's there with the... Well, first you see, you see a whole bunch of the tri- it, tribes people. Tribal... Yeah, I don't um, know what tribe that's supposed to be. They're, but. they're called the Havitos in the movie, which is not... It's a fictitious tribe. Oh, okay. But it's based on um, real. It's, it is, is based on a real Peruvian tribe, a different name I forget. But it it looks like almost any other South yeah, American it, tribe it, from the nineteen. It was that's pretty stereotypical. You know, racist. It was based on some of the real. I'm things. not the one who made the fucking movie. Now, and and going back to that, the, talk about the idol for a second. Mm-hmm. So the the golden idol was also based on. A real kind of like a monkey, Peruvian like a idol. monkey skull looking thing. It was the head of some goddess or something. But was it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. But uh, it was based on a real statue that wasn't gold. It was jade or some kind of wood or something. I think uh, jade would have made more sense. But, of it. but they wanted it to be the bright gold in the movie. But the funny thing with this prop um, that they used in this movie, it started. People, other people have put it in other movies as sort of a joke. Yeah. So it's shown up in like, um, like Star Trek Deep, Deep Space Nine. Somebody had it in like on their shelf. No shit. Um, the Solo movie. It's in. It's in a scene in the Solo no movie. Shit, really? it, it just I hidden in the background. Um, so it's sort of gotten there. There, are several other places where it's showed up, but it's a, uh, um, you know, it's one of those famous props that people like to just sort of hide in their movies. Other other places. That's cool. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. That's awesome. No, okay. I'm just laughing. It's all. Awesome. Yeah, it's cool. Now we we get to Belloc. Yeah. Belloc, yes, yes. You want to talk about go him ahead, for a little ahead, bit? Yeah, let's go ahead. Yeah. So I, you know, Belloc comes in, then, and then of course you go through the whole scene where he's, you know, handing over his gun and talking to him, and once again, Indy, what's yours is nine. Right. <laughs> you realize this is like his arch nemesis, and they've they've gone through this Clash. a bunch of times and he's always got the one up on him and 
and you know he speaks the tribal language, so that's why he's able to order them around where mm-hmm. you know Indy doesn't. Yeah, um, yeah, and it must be the only language that Indiana Jones does not speak. Does he speak others? Yeah, he speaks like every language, especially once you get to Temple of Doom. Like in Temple of Doom, he's speaking Swahili, he's speaking... Is he? I don't, okay, he I don't speaks every fucking right, thing in Temple now, of Doom. Now listen, 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 listen. This is in South America, all right? Okay. Right. Temple of Doom takes place in Asia. In Asia. Correct. So maybe he studied Asian, well, Asian tree of languages. Yeah. You know, do you think about this stuff? The there, there are a bunch of other problems with, with Temple of Doom. <laughs> you know, Temple of Doom really shouldn't you're, be. You're so right, sir. What was I thinking? Good, the, Scott. The Temp- Temple of Doom has professor. a bunch of other problems with it. You know, yes, it really it shouldn't be it should be in considered part of the yeah. Indiana Jones franchise. Uh, yeah. But yeah, anybody who likes um, that movie, fucking yeah. <laughs> I okay, but that's fine. You're entitled to your opinion, sir. Okay, no. so even though it's it's clearly <laughs> better than fucking Raiders is. It did now. Temple of Doom did give you the PG thirteen rating because between ripping out the heart and all yeah. the the bugs, parents started screaming, and because of that movie, they they had to invent the PG thirteen rating. And the first movie that was PG thirteen. What was it? Red Dawn. Red Dawn. Red Patrick Swayze. Okay. I'm about to say Patrick. That was, that was a good movie. I like that movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, but that came out right after the whole controversy over Indiana yeah. Jones. Right. Oh, but the and the other thing was, you know, Temple of Doom was a prequel. And Harrison yes. Harrison Ford always talked about how when Raiders of the Lost Ark came out, he and Indiana Jones were the same age. So Temple of Doom. The movie came out three years later, mm-hmm. but it was based. But a year it was before. based on him three years earlier. It was in 1933. Mm-hmm. So now there's like a six year difference between the actor and the character, mm-hmm. well, and the age. You can always, you can, actually, you can always your biological age can always you can lower it, yeah. and that can also be the way you look. I know that when I took my blood samples uh, last year and compared them to eight years ago, I'm actually superior now than I was eight years ago. And my biological biological age actually is low. That's why I don't look like any any older than I did. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> just a, a neat little well, any, anyway. Because of course, Belloc, I, Belloc takes this, the idol from him and holds it up, and there's that famous Hakana Matusu. Hakana Matusu, <laughs> thing that he says, which I, I don't know if you guys, when you're listening up, if you used to listen to the Grease Man on DC 101, <laughs> no. he used to play yeah. that clip over and over and over. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't. At least I was. That was. You were too young. You probably. guys are probably a little young. I was, no, I, I, was, I was. My dad's nutsack, right, Paul? <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude! It is just fucking joke. I'm just not going to joke with you anymore. You can't take anything as a fucking joke. Everything's got to be. 100% correct with you. So Indiana ends up running away yeah. from Barack and sure. his tribe. Mm-hmm. That's where you see his jock in the airplane. Are you sure yes. he was running and he wasn't oh. jogging? It's not. I do say, so I said the boulder was the one part that bothered me. While rewatching this, there was one other thing that, that kind of bugged me. And this is sort of a, a PC Paul moment. But um, okay. when, when, when they go into the, you know, when they go in, into the, before they go into the, the cave or whatever it is, 
they've got a couple of donkeys with them with stuff on that, you know, packs on them, whatever, mm-hmm. and they tie them up to a tree. Mm-hmm. Well, they go in, they run out. Mm-hmm. Poor donkey is still left tying to the tree. You got it. You got all the stuff on him. Like he's just starving out in the jungle. For, you you know. gotta wonder why Peter didn't like skydive into that exactly. scene and remind him you got to go back and rescue the get donkey. your donkey. <laughs> Nineteen thirty-six. So I don't think yeah. it really would have applied. It, it makes sense for that. Right. I'm just, I just, you know, thinking that poor donkey just poor, left poor to donkeys. with all the left pack to die with all the weight on all his the back. weight on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, who knows what, what happens two weeks later? What predators when, are coming up in the jungle or whatever. When, you know, he has to go and perform a fucking donkey show with that woman. And they didn't take the pack off of him yet. Poor donkey. <laughs> Poor donkey. I mean, Jesus Christ, what are you talking about, dude? He's, he has <laughs> risen. He has risen. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so then Jock and Indy and eventually take off where the, the tribe is shooting off arrows at him. Yeah. You see that nowadays. Seriously. What do you mean? There's primitive tribes still out there in South America where you know a helicopter actually flies by, they shoot arrows. Yeah, they've never I've seen. I've seen that, but I thought it was fake. No. Oh, it was it's, real. It's real. Okay. Legitimate is real. They I don't, don't know. Uh, it's legitimate real. See, because their sovereignty matters. You can't fuck with them. Anyway. All right. Uh, let's see, the opening scene was shot in the Peruvian jungle. Well, and, and the, the you know aside from the comic relief, the whole part of the plane was to. Put the idea out there that Indiana's afraid of snakes because he's in the plane. That's, that's right, yeah. The snake, you know, the guy has a pet snake that crawls on his lap and he sort of freaks out over it. Uh, you know, it's an open cockpit seaplane. I love the fact and that the guy was fishing and then just couldn't decide whether he wanted to <laughs> throw it through his or not. fishing pole right in the water. Right. It's well, no, it was just, he's just like, I'm not oh. going to let it go. <laughs> I got something finally. He finally got something. So. I did love that. I thought I, that was great. I thought it was curious. And this would be kind of for comic relief. And it's it's sort of funny that you never see this guy. Yeah. Just, nah, like you just think at one. the beginning, oh, it's like they, they mentioned him by name. Like he's going to be like some sidekick or something sidekick like that. Sidekick through yeah, the movie. Comic relief. No, never see him again. That's no. it. That's it. Never see him again. This will be a segue to our next movie that we're covering, which is um, this film in the Proving Jungle was filmed in the island of Kauai, Hawaii, which uh, where Spielberg... Film Jurassic Park. Okay. There's actually a bunch of there's there's like a a bunch of different things with this opening scene, but we don't have time to cover it. So, um, so scene two is is Indiana Jones in his class. So he's he's Professor Professor Jones right now, yeah. teaching this class where all of these girls are cooing. It'd be like if I was teaching a class. All these girls are cooing over them. The one girl has love you. Yeah. Uh, Written on her eyelids. Eyelids, and she closes them in the end and like, looks over. He's like, what the hell? Kind of messes him up as he's, you know, forgets his, where he is teaching. Where, yeah. And that's when the actual comic relief of the Indiana series walks in Marcus. Mm-hmm. Marcus comes in. And Marcus and the class is dismissed, and, and, and Marcus and Indiana have a conversation about Barack stealing his statue and Indiana wanting to get it back. Um, but then Marcus... Baylock. Baylock. You keep saying Barack. That's the only reason I pointed it out. Baylock, I'm sorry. Bellock. No, it's, it's fine, but never mind. You just... Sh- fuck you. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Baylock. I mean... You guys have been pronouncing things wrong in your shows all this time. You know, no reason to stop now. <laughs> Moves easily, right? Right. 
It's Isley. It's Moss Isley. Which I think I think I think you guys kept saying like Moss. Yeah. Moss Isley. Yeah, Moss Isley. Okay. All right. Moss is spelled M O S S. Yeah. I mean they say it in the film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then um the the Marcus and Indiana end up meeting with these two guys, explaining to them uh, what's going on with the Nazis, and that's when it's revealed that Indiana was a student of Abner Ravenwood, and their Ravenwood was essentially was apparently uh, he's a, an ex- expert on what they're coming to him about. Coming to him about, but they but Indiana and Ravenwood were estranged. Um, so Nazis are looking for, and this is actually historically correct because Hitler was obsessed with the occult. Yeah. Um, but the Nazis are looking for artifacts. Um, and that's when they have this conversation about there's the staff of the head of the staff of Ra. Um, it's revealed that they're looking for the Ark of the Covenant that was buried in the Solomon, but then the uh, Pharaoh took over that land transported the Ark of the Covenant over to Oak Island, and then from Oak Island went to Tanis. Tanis was then buried by a year-long sandstorm, and apparently the Nazis have found the location of Tanis, and now they're digging up Tanis and trying to find this Ark of the Covenant. Right. And so, you know, Indiana Jones is, te- you know, telling them all about the story of the Ark and mm-hmm. what it means, and then the trip of where, you know, the rumor has where it mm-hmm. landed up, and then the things about the map room and the staff of Ra and sort yeah. of, you know, it's exposition for the, so the audience knows what sort of the whole story. Mm-hmm. Um, and conveniently enough, you know, they ask, you know, well, what does the Ark look like? And Indiana Jones says, "Oh, I don't know. Uh, here, Here's a has book. this big textbook, and he opens it up, and it opens this thousand-page textbook. Opens up to the exact page of where the oh, yeah. the picture of the art. It's a it's a big elaborate picture too, right. where it's like you know this. I mean, he's got this textbook that's like a suitcase as a handle. It's got like these clips on it that keep it closed, and mm-hmm. you know." Had no idea. Oh, there it is. The subject that he, it sounds like he hasn't thought about in years. He happens to open up to the exact page in, mm-hmm. in his book. It's bookmarked. Yeah. It's, that was the next page he was supposed to read. So, um, and then they say, well, if he gets a hold of this art, then Hitler would be invincible with it. So that's right. when, uh, next scene is with Indy at his house. Marcus shows up and, uh, go ahead. I, I'm just trying to remember if Marcus had mentioned the arc bef- when they were in the classroom or if they didn't mention it until he was in the meeting. In the meeting. Okay, that's what I thought. So why the fuck would he even have the book in the first place? I think it's just a general textbook from whatever he teaches. Because they the were class. literally talking about Balak and try and where is he going to... It's resell the, the idol to re, to sell the idol. You know, yeah, and, 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 he, and he wants money it. to go back out and find him because he knows that there's only so many places in the black market where he can right. unload it. So um, I don't even know why he had that book per se. I think he was just leaving it. It was just his normal teacher's textbook yeah. that he used. Yeah. That has everything that he teaches in his class. That wasn't a textbook, dude. That was like some kind of. No, it was like an old fashioned yeah. textbook. 
It was 1936. Six, yeah. So um, maybe we okay. don't have the perfectly but, bound. Know, it's like a, your old history book that has things from, you know, a hundred years, but or thousands of years or whatever. But he just oh, happens to happens to open it up. Okay. So, anyway, but the next scene is really is kind of important because it was alluding to what could have been with Tom Selleck actually. I mean, he's in his house. And what you see uh, when Marcus is uh, opening the door, originally it was thought about that and he would be putting his clothes on because he was just getting finished with a woman in the following room, but they changed that. I have a feeling that if Selleck was Indiana Jones, they would have kept that part in, but they didn't. So, um, I don't think it's necessary. It's pretty clear that he's a womanizer and pretty much a chauvinist through the first two movies. So Steven Spielberg thought that being a playboy didn't fit with Indy's character. Well, he's definitely a playboy and, and a chauvinist through the first two movies. It's clear. I don't know about being a chauvinist. He's oh, a fuck man. yeah. He's dude. a man. He's a man. Wink. Oh. Okay. He's a man. All right. When, when, I mean, men are I'm about to I'm not going to argue with you. Go. Move on. How much time do we have left? We got plenty of time. Scott's here. How much time do you have, Scott? Like an hour and a half. We're good. We're all good. You got dips? You got to dye some Easter eggs or something? <clears throat> I do. I got to dye some Easter eggs. Good for you. <sighs> um, so they're getting paid to locate this arc. Indiana uh, needs to locate Abner. Um, but then it's, he's concerned about Marion, his daughter, mm-hmm. and former lover being with him. Yeah. So As he should. Yeah. She's a fucking horrible actress. Um, I have something to say about that, actually. Okay. I agree with you, but maybe we'll get to that. We'll get to it. Okay. And we're going to leave it right there as Indy gets ready to part for Nepal to track down uh, his mentor. Um, and also, you get to hear more of uh, Paul's uh, uh, verbal assaults on us, uh, Scott and I, two innocent bystanders. And um, should be more fun in, the, in part two. Anyway, uh, make sure to uh, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, you name it. We're out there, JB's Driving Podcast. Make sure to tell your friends about us. Leave us a review, five stars, uh, to be precise. Appreciate it. Also, want to mention that we are uh, JB's Driving Podcast, part our Maryland Podcasters Month. That's next week. Sorry, not next week. Well, it is next week, but it's next month, May 2019. So, if you want more information about that, make sure you visit Facebook, Maryland Podcasters Network. In the meantime, we hope you have a wonderful weekend. Hope you had a happy Easter and, and enjoy the uh, beautiful weather if you are in the Northern Hemisphere, specifically East Coast of the United States. Have a great week. <laughs>